evening, everyone. Welcome back to Union's Time to Talk, Season 2, Episode 5. I'm Carlos Smith, back with the team again today. To my right, I have Ms. Anastasia Booker, Mr. TJ Booker, also Mr. Alex Tucker, and Ms. Tamika Wilson. Today, we have two very special guests with us as we discuss the state of Union County. To my left, we have the supervisor, Mr. Frank Hart, and also the newly elected sheriff of Union County, Mr. Jeff Bailey. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Great. Great. Um, just starting out, my first question, of course, um, like we will be discussing the state of Union County. So, in you two gentlemen's um, opinion, um, I want you gentlemen to talk about the state of Union County. Both of you guys' opinion. Okay. You go ahead first. Okay. So, um, you know, COVID, COVID has negatively impacted the whole country, right? And particularly rural areas have been hard hit. So Union County has, has seen its share of that. Um, but there is, a, there is a little bit of a silver lining. You know, obviously as we hopefully start to move out of COVID, I think we're gonna see, there's a renewed interest in rural communities. Um, and we certainly, I know I'm aware of multiple people who have relocated to, to rural a rural community like Union County from more urban areas. So, in, over the past decade or so, you've seen people move from rural to urban, right? That's been the path. But I think we're going to see that reverse a little bit. So I'm very excited about Union County. If you look at our employment numbers, for the most part, we've recovered from uh, our peak with COVID. We're back. We're not quite back to our post-COVID low, but we're getting very close. Probably about a 75 to 80 percent recovery on, on employment, which is really good. We were in a position of full employment before COVID um, with our unemployment rate. Basically, employers were saying we cannot find folks who want to come to work. So we're not quite back there yet, but we're moving in that direction. So I'm very hopeful. Uh, I think we've got a real bright future in Union County. I think we're going to see some good things happen as not only the whole country, but rural America kind of pulls out of this thing. And from the, from the law enforcement end, uh, judicial, uh, like I said, we've, we've been slowed down with the judiciary. It's been, it's been pretty well shut down as far as civil and criminal issues go. And so that creates a backlog on the solicitors, which just creates more work for, for more people uh, in, that, in, the, in the judicial field. But as, you know, law enforcement, I mean, uh, people still break laws every day, no matter whether we have COVID or not. I mean, so we have to deal with, we're still, you know, working full staff as, as, as well as we can, you know, 24 seven, but, um, overall, the the law enforcement side of it, as far as the sheriff's office is concerned, uh, we have a bright future. Everything's looking up. Uh, we have a good working relationship with uh, the city uh, police now, and also other agencies that are that we have contacted. I've actually personally met with you know DSS and Probation Pro, uh, Children's Advocacy Center. Uh, like I said, I've had a lot of meetings, and what I'm trying to do is, is bridge that gap between these agencies where we didn't have a relationship. So I'm, I'm all about Union County and the more assets we have that we can put our hands on and work as a team, the better off we're going to be. And that's, that's kind of the direction that I'm heading and, and I want to see Union County go. And I really feel positive about it because it's just the two the actual two months that I've actually been sheriff and in charge of the of sheriff's office. It's, uh, it's been a real good deal. I had a lot of, you know, some issues as far as crime goes, but as far as personnel working and doing their job and, and being held accountable, I, I feel good about it. Okay. Hey, so that was great opening uh, statements there, guys. Um, and I agree. I agree. Uh, you being in uh, office two months now, you have been faced with some challenges, some things, and you've responded well. I personally like the uh, ice cream 
uh, that you did, the, the vouchers that you did. Right. Yeah, yeah, I like that now. And, and I like to be honest about that. That, that was something that actually uh, Captain Wright and Captain Kofer had already started prior to me getting there. Right. And I just helped them, you know, facilitate it, you know, get the program going and, and make sure we did it the right way. So I like to give credit where it's due. They, they, I didn't actually come up with that idea. They did. And uh, they, they did a great job, but they were already being proactive, you know, before I actually started. You know, right. they'd already they'd heard what I'd said that I'd like to see have a reunion, and they actually took the ball and run with it. And like I said, I give people credit when, when, when it's due. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Because um, I've been surveying it, and um, based off all your actions, you have been real inclusive in terms of, like, you know, working between interdepartments, different um, agencies and things like that. Um, so COVID is real, right? COVID is something that's plaguing our community right now. Um, we were recently speaking about the vaccinations, but I want to keep it back on Carlos' initial question about strategy. Going forward, now that we know that we've been exposed to this and how our community reacted to COVID and how it hurt us or maybe have helped us, um, I'm sure there's been a spike in you know creativity business-wise, but from a higher level standpoint, the strategy that we have in place for the, what, what was it, the uh, the 249 document that was sent out that up until 2020. Oh, the comprehensive plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you can't have a comprehensive yeah. plan. Right. So, how does COVID right now affect that initial vision? Like, are we altering or are we uh, staying the course? Not, not really. Currently altering it. I think everybody is is still trying to figure out if is and hopefully, I think we're all hopeful that COVID is the blip, right? That this is not the new normal, right? That's what we're all hoping for. So. I think as we move through this year, we're going to have a better understanding as, as the vaccine now is available, the vaccine gets rolled out, we start moving to herd immunity. So do we move back to normality, at least on a local level? So I wouldn't say currently it's impacted the, the comprehensive plan, but from a national standpoint, I think this whole concept of infectious disease and international travel and you know the World Health Organization, all that stuff, which is way above my pay grade, I think that's going to hopefully have some positive impact in terms of how we deal with these things and hopefully we get ahead of it instead of, you know, we kind of, as a nation, we kind of fumbled a little bit through this COVID response. So I, I hope to see more leadership from federal level to, to get us to where we need to be. Okay. It, it kind of, it, to me, it, it shows how strong a community is when you have to adapt to change. And, and that's what we've had to do. We've, we've had our whole world turned around. And, and it's changed. So, you know, how does the citizens of Union County adapt to that change? And, and I think we've, we've done very well with it. You know, I mean, with, with what we have to work with and what we can do and, you know, and what we're, you know, they're asking us to do as far as health, you know, to keep our health good. Uh, Union County has really, I think, did well to, to adapt and, and to show you what type of people that, that live in Union County, that they're, really, they're willing to work and, and make things better. Can I uh, piggyback then off of, of the community and adapting? So I know recently there was a call out for uh, people participating more in uh, the civic side of the house with commissions and boards, and, and I know you can speak to that, uh, uh, Frank. Uh, a, um, was there an increase in people applying and participating, or is there a decrease? Is it been sustained? 
what does it look like now as far as people participating in the civic side house commissions like in, in terms of all stepping up for those opportunities exactly. yeah i think that i don't know the, what the COVID impact on that is but just over the last several years i think it has been harder to get people to step up and, and be willing to participate right everybody's busy everybody's got you know obligations but it is important on the local level that folks do that and it's important that we recruit people to our community who can offer a little different perspective, right? If, if all you know is what you know, you don't know what you don't know. So it's it's important to bring in people and try to try to plug those people into positions. So, yeah, I, I would. I mean, that's that's a general call, and I kind of did that at the last council meeting for folks. You know, if you're willing to serve, you know, reach out, apply, talk to your council member because we need folks who are committed. Uh, you and I recently were in a meeting where I was kind of twisted the arms of some folks, you know, hey, I really need you to stay and work on this because it's an important initiative. And you kind of, you kind of heard that. So fortunately, social media has hurt that a little bit, right? A lot of people, you know, politics aside, you know, running for public office just don't want to get involved because they don't want to get drugged through the mud on Facebook. You know, I hate that that's where we're at today, but that's where we're at. So mm-hmm. we have to be real, uh, you know, real intentional about making sure folks understand we'll support them when they get in those roles. Because um, people don't want to get, you know, pulled into that drama. Okay, that's very interesting to hear. So, um, let's talk about uh, health care in the standpoint of union, right? You know, we, we spoke about how that you got to speak on the vaccine and, you know, how we've been distributed down. I know union, we don't get it last, but we also, we get it when we need it, right? You know, so I let you guys speak a little bit more about that, the the vaccine and how they're going about continuing to get that supply here. So, so we're happy. Our uh, my primary contact with DHEC is Candy Fredair, who is the Upstate Region Health Director. She has about thirteen or fourteen counties. But working with her and the delegation, we we asked to make it a priority that we make vaccinations available in Union. Uh, we've been doing that for several weeks now. It's it's very much been supported by the public. We, we typically fill up within an hour or two of opening a clinic, you know, for instance, at the rec department. So the question has not been citizen participation or even getting the word out, it's just been getting enough vaccine. So okay. hopefully that's gonna change. Regenesis is now online, you know, they're a component of our, our local healthcare too. They fill a, a, a very important niche for us in this community. They're now doing vaccinations. The hospital has not yet started, but hopefully they're committed as vaccines become available, they'll push it out. Currently, they're doing it at USC Upstate at the, uh, the National Guard, or, or the, yeah, the National Guard uh, area up there. But hopefully, we're going to see that, that pick up. I know one of the initiatives, uh, Leroy Worthy reached out. He's the new president of the NAACP and mentioned, you know, what are we doing to serve minority and underserved populations? So we had a good discussion with DHEC. Uh, they secured a mobile a mobile van, I guess, mobile medical van. And it, we, we are in uh, planning to have it basically go to the rural communities to, to really try to target citizens in those communities. I think our first stop is gonna be Carlisle. I think we've already got about 20 people signed up, but we do plan to rotate it through each of those outlined municipalities just to make sure everybody has, you know, it's all about access. Everybody has an opportunity. Yeah. I would like to think about that. I, I did uh, do a request out uh, on behalf of the Elder Belong Community Resource Center, the board, and uh, offer up uh, the parking lot as a location for the mobile um, vaccinations to occur. So we were working with Catherine Pendergrass uh, to see if she could help arrange that through Genesis. So, okay. yeah, so another option 
uh, for folks to come out and do that kind of mobile screening. Uh, so we know we got some work to do as far as getting a list together because you got to yeah. have uh, the things you need if you're trying to get vaccinated. They got to have your name, your birthday, whether or not you have been uh, had COVID or not. Uh, so some key information. And then right now they're still waiting on whether or not it's 55 and up, right? Which recently came out with the, the uh, like it's talking about DA just announced that and government master announced it with one phase one B, I believe it's called, right? Yes, ma'am. So uh, it should be quite a few people signing up for, for that uh, vaccine, we hope. I think it is important, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of suspicion of people uh, and, it's, and that's not even necessarily a, a, a racial issue. It happens on both sides of the fence. Uh, the sheriff mentioned Mingo. He's got mm -hmm. a number of folks that are suspicious. It tends to be a little more prevalent in the minority community as well. People are, are kind of suspicious of that. So we need to, one of the things we talked about at the last meeting with uh, Leroy was we really need our, our, our leaders, our community leaders to get out and encourage their people, pastors, uh, community leaders that you know what, you really do need to take the vaccine. You know, it's for your benefit, it's to protect you, and the, the reward, uh, the risk is, is outweighed by the reward by having that protection. So if people don't take advantage of it, you know, they're, they're putting themselves and their families and loved ones at risk. So we kind of need to keep hitting that as a, as a group of leaders. I just think a lot of people get bad information, uh, you know, whether it be over Facebook or whatever, you know, they have horror stories and they're like, well, I don't know if I want to, take a chance on this but you know if you like you said the risk and reward is it worth it you, do you feel like you take it i was kind of hesitant but i i felt like that was best for the for the job i have and being in public and everything is best that i did take it and uh, like i said everything went fine i take my second shot on the 8th of march and uh you know you just you just have to have have faith in the people who who came up with this and they studied it and and, and make sure that i mean they're not gonna put something out there that's gonna hurt you so uh, I just think we just need to get the bad information chain straightened out, then I believe we'll be a lot better off. So Alex and I, we, we can mo monopolize the conversation. So we want to make sure TJ, Stacey, and Carlos <laughs> yeah, get a chance to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to say um, I, I've noticed and I commend you on um, the articles in the newspaper where the, for, you know, showing um, compassion and, and and you know, just your care and trying with the families and the, of the unsolved murders. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen that in you know, paper after paper. I've seen it in right. multiple volumes. You you know, there's a different um, unsolved murder each um, mm -hmm. paper that comes out, and I hadn't saw it before. You know, it's kind of right. like forgotten about. You know, it's thrown in the back, and I feel like you know. For those families, that probably means a lot. Yeah, well, it's you know, and, and I, as I campaigned for this job, I I made it clear to the people, you know, if I tell you something, you can take it to the bank. I'm gonna do what I tell you, and I made it clear that I thought that was something we need to focus on because if if you've never been a victim, you don't understand. You know, if you're a victim of a crime, then then you you know you need some type of closure, and and as long as these these cases are unsolved, they don't. They don't have have what they need to make them whole again, and you'll you'll read the articles just like in the Asheville case. Miss um, Angel said, you know, her health was you know going down due to the fact she's just you know worried about it, thinking about it all the time. And and I actually contacted her and talked to her. I've contacted the majority of those people and let them know that you know this is not going to go untouched. We're on this thing daily. I mean, we do it daily, 
And uh, you know, we actually have a couple of older detectives, a new set of eyes that have come back on and are looking at these cases, and they're steady on that. But I want, I want closure for the victims because it's not about Jeff Bailey or the sheriff's office or, or Union County. It's about those victims feeling like that somebody's doing something for them. And that's always been important in my life as far as if that goes, make sure that those people are taken care of. Might not be able to solve all of them, but if we solve two of them, then we'll give some family some, some you know, end to this and, and they can move on with their life. And that's, that's what we've got to do. And we need to work as a community to do that. One thing you said when you was running uh, to be sheriff, now congratulations, you are now sheriff. What that stuck out to me was a lot that you were saying that even if you did get a tip from somebody, you was not the type that's going to throw the person that gave you the tip up on the bus. Right. Uh, I was big on thinking that investigators do have to investigate. When, when a person can kind of give you a name of who they feel done it, and it's a lot of times you, you mm -hmm. may know and hear who do it, but you just can't. Right. Uh, prove it, mm. but it's a difference in an investigator just banking on somebody to come fill out a statement and say, well, he told me he did this That's and right. that. And when you already know who the victim is and you know who the suspect is, you got to just get out there and do your work and That's do right. your job with all the cell phones and cameras now. I mean, it, it seems like right. you definitely don't want to put somebody under the bus. That's right. You, you said it and I hope you, you know. Yeah, and that, and that's what you have to do because you, you've got to depend on the community. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I said in that interview today that I had. It, you know, we respond due to a nine one one call. We get there and we see what we see the aftermath. But there's somebody there usually who's seen something. You know, and and you got to be able to relay that to us. That's how we're going to solve this and make your community safe. But also, you've got to realize that you're going to be safe yourself. You know, if you, if you say something, and, and here's the difference that, that I feel like that, that we're going to make. I don't, I don't want to solve a crime in order to be reelected. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be there and say, let's hurry up and arrest somebody and make this look good so I'll have the publicity and I'll, I'll feel good about it. That's not the way I want to do it. I want to do it the right way. You know, I want the community to trust what we're doing, help us with information, we will take that information and not just run and say, okay, we solve it real easy. Now, we're going to work backwards, work backwards and try to tie that into what we know without giving up that person. Because you can't, you can't expose people. People don't want to put their lives in danger to make the sheriff's office look good or me look good. And you can't do that. That's why you have to, you have to be careful what you do, and you have to follow certain steps in order to work backwards and work into the, whatever the crime is. And, and that makes those people, and it's going to take a few times that we're going to have to do this. To prove, we've got to prove ourselves. We can't just be, you know, we're the sheriff's office, and now we've got, a new, we've got to change, and we're just going to accept that. We've got to prove ourselves, and that's what I'm, I'm telling these officers every day. We have to prove ourselves. You need to be in the community. You need to make relationships and, and, and have that with people. And people will trust you. If you gain the trust of the people, then that's when you'll start moving forward. And this county needs to move forward and get that help out of the community so we can make it a safer place to live. How, how do you deal with the trust with, um, with the community? Because of course, when you see a lot of things on, online and social media, um, a lot of people don't have faith in the, in the justice system and are afraid to come in contact with police mm -hmm. officers, especially from the black community, because a lot of times in the eyes of law enforcement, it almost feels like the African-American community is guilty until mm -hmm. proven innocent. Mm -hmm. So how do you, improve that relationship with the community when it's like the things that we see online and it's, it's kind of hard to kind of 
Mm-hmm. Have that trust with the law enforcement. Well, you, the first thing you have to do is, like I said, you have to have that. You have to have a leader. Just say, I'm the leader. I'm, I'm leader of the sheriff's office. They've got the people trust me. Once they trust me and they know that I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to hold people accountable for their actions. And that's where you've got to start. You've got to have your department being held accountable. And once you do that, it's not going to get fixed overnight. But if you see progress monthly or every six months, you say, well, yep, he did what he said or they're doing the right thing. You know, if we're wrong, we take credit for it. We, we, we take we're accountable and you hold everybody accountable for their actions. The public hold them accountable. You hold the sheriff's office accountable. You hold me accountable. I'm no different than a deputy or an investigator. If I'm wrong, I need to be held accountable. So that's that's where you come from. But when people see that, that they can trust in what you say. And I'll promise you, if I tell you something, you can take it to the bank. If I tell you I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, okay? There's no flip-flopping and backing out or because I don't, I'm not running the sheriff's office, and I told Frank and County Council this from the very first meeting I went to in Buffalo. I'm not, I'm not running the sheriff's office to get reelected. I'm running it for the people. I'm running it the right way, and if I do my job and people are happy with me, then I'll be reelected. And that's the way I look at it. So if I'm, I'm not doing it for my personal gain. So therefore, I am out there for the people working, and I want to do it the right way, and I want to build a team and, and have the community so involved in this thing that we're just a fine oil machine. We're moving forward, and we, can, and we can accomplish a lot of stuff. We don't have to be like the nation and how things go bad in the nation. We can be Union County. We can do it the right way and prove that it can be done. And that's, that's my whole goal, working with whoever I have to work with to make it right. Um, Oh, sorry. It's all about communication too. I think when you look at when these things blow up around the country, it's because there's become a situation where there are issues that are going on. There's folks who can work to resolve those issues, and that communication line has fallen. You know, it's just broken between the two. So, in union, it's important that, that when there are issues, that we got a relationship. We're at a level where we can get together and talk about it. When there's allegations, whether mm-hmm. it's a sheriff's deputy, it's a county employee. You know, we have an obligation to look into it, you know. Hopefully it's not true, right? But we have to go into it objectively, and, and when that comes up, we have to look, we have to dig, you know, and hopefully sometimes there's problems, sometimes there's not problems. I've had it both ways, but when there are problems, we have to deal with it, right? Otherwise, you do lose, you'll lose confidence of the whole community. So you, have to stay, you have to step up and say, I was wrong, or we were wrong. Yeah, you can't just hide behind something that, and like, yeah, 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 let's just don't, you know, we'll just act like this didn't happen. You got to Yeah, you got to step up and say, if, if TJ's wrong, then TJ says he's wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm saying, just be man enough to take responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. And because and, and, you're going to make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you're not human. So you're going to make mistakes, but if you make the same mistake over again, you're not trying. That's the way I look at it. So, so guys, I want to uh, reframe the, 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 the initial question where we start off with what you said about uh, the unsolved murders, right? So majority of them, uh, if we did like a plot chart, we could probably find them in a uh, particular district, right? We don't have to say the district around here. Um, based off the cash incentives that have been put in place, we're in a, I just want to con- communicate these factors here. So that we can, this is a strategic question, all right, just so we can just spitball here. Um, based off the cash incentives that have been put in place to help to bring people forward in the community from the families, uh, the advertising, um, knowing that the community, there's a gap in between that communication there between local law enforcement, community leaders, and the citizens of that community we're speaking of. 
we're kind of standing at a sword with two ends there. You know, uh, cash isn't working during a pandemic. We aren't communicating. Where is our real problem here? Is it a is it a trust problem? Is it an accountability problem? Are you talking about the stimulus? No, I'm talking about all cash. around. I'm talking about you know unsolved crimes in certain communities. Why why are we not make why are we unable to make progress? Is that kind of that's my whole that's my whole point here. Why why can't it's, we bridge it's not cash? It's, it's nothing about cash. Mm-hmm. It's about trust. And yeah. you know, there's been several instances where. You know, you, you I, I know, this is your thing, but I'm gonna jump in here and say, but they, where you, just like you said, people are there saw what happened. They know there's people right now that know what happened in the majority of those cases, but for whatever reason, whether they're scared, they're indifferent and unwilling, they're some level participatory or condominant, you know, or they don't trust the law enforcement folks to share the information until we can overcome that. But I mean, that requires, there's no quick fix on that. That's going into the community. That's making contacts. That's getting to know people. Like you talked about, you mentioned community mm-hmm. policing when you were advertising, building those relationships. So when you walk through the community and something's going on, you go up to that guy and say, "Hey, you need to, you need to check out so and so over here. Something don't look right." You know, mm-hmm. and you got that level. We don't, we don't have that unfortunately right now. I, I, th- I think the more response I was looking for would have been, uh, one, where how do we bridge the gap between leadership in the community here? And based off, I live in District Five, right? We have all these murders unsolved. I haven't seen a councilman send a letter to me once, you know. Um, and the reason why I want to voice that is because I got their boss here, per se, right? And I want to voice that, like, you know, um, I'm in my community. I uh, have an alteration shop here in town as well, you know, um, doing whatever I can to help mentor children. But yet, I still feel that I'm just a number instead of an individual here based off District 5. And other districts may feel that way as well. Now, you mentioned that the, commu- the police officers need to get out here and communicate more with the citizens and everything, and I can see you guys are doing that. My- where, where are the other council people? Yeah. Wh- where, where are they? We always see you guys, but where's the other council members? And yeah. I know that's not something you can <laughs> necessarily yeah. answer, but right. it, it's definitely apparent. I mean, ideally, council that members we don't see would them. be out in your community. Right? That's the purpose of a council member representing a district. People's to get out there. Hear what's going on in the district, and then bring that information back for the full council. So yeah, that's something that should be happening. Yeah, because they're not having town halls. They're not doing the things that I think maybe we would expect a council member to do. Um, and maybe you know, no, it's kind of the bare minimum, right? right? You'd right. expect you know, I, I would have thought I would have got a, a a letter or something or someone coming knocking on the door. You know, um, mm-hmm. I hate to say you know, to make comparisons of them and me, right? But you know what I'm saying? You're responsible for that particular district. Those You're the voice of that community, That's you know? I'm talking about the, the typical council member that you have. No, just in general, in all, in all, in all. You know, I'm not sure of everybody's behaviors. I can only speak of my district here. I just felt like, you know, how do you hear us if, if no one's asking? And it can't, it can't always be the county supervisor. See, what ended up happening is what I see with Lindsey Graham, you know, being a state senator. Lindsey Graham, even uh, Ralph uh, Norman, he's supposed to represent his citizens, all of them, you know, not just particular ones that go, no matter who you are, as a county council member, you should represent uh, your district. And your district, and when you put all the districts together, like you said, it's going to bring you in county as a whole. And then they should give the people what they need mm-hmm. and what they want instead mm-hmm. of just so much of uh, what it is I want. 
Right. You know, right. and go, and that's what things like this talk show. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just talking to them, letting them know that, hey, look, we're paying attention, we're watching. Even with Little League Baseball, the reason why I done that mm -hmm. was the fact that now I can get the sheriff to come and see these children at a young age and you realize, hey, look, they're human. You know, now, mm -hmm. now they're playing ball together, the sheriff's. Hopefully can be at the opening day ceremony and he sees this child, he sees their parent, and then now when it's time to be elected, he look at us, we know we're comfortable, we trust him, and, right. and that type thing. Right. You know, it just right. it takes questions like you're asking. Right, right. yeah. And, and that was just it. I'll give you a response. To, you're right. They need to yeah. be more proactive and reach out. But also folks in the community that are that are willing, we talked about people stepping up and getting involved. You know, communication is a two-way thing. You can call, call your council member and say, yeah, listen, yeah. I can yeah. call, call Grant. I can call him right now. You know I'm talking to him. And, and Lindsay's good, but I mean, there, there's some federal work. When you start talking about local, mm -hmm. you call your, particularly you're in the city, I presume, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I would I'd get your city and your county guy and say, hey, guys, can we get together and talk about, I know a Councilman Hill represents your district. So mm -hmm. there's some initiatives that y'all may not even be aware that he's, he wants to do. He wants recreation in that district. We're talking to school district about taking the original Sims location and trying to convert that into recreation because there's, there's nothing to do there, right? I mean, there's no there's nowhere for you to go. So they're trying to clean that up. So he has some ideas, but yeah, I would say, you know, he needs, those guys need to get out more, but also y'all reach out and engage. Oh, so this is a, just because we can have, we can talk now. Um, let's talk sports. Let's talk a little sports. You guys are the general managers, right? You have the Patriots. You have the Eagles, right? I don't know what teams you are. <laughs> those, um, those are both horrible choices. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, based off the players that you have on your roster, can you make a change? Can you drive us to where we need to be? Can we score? Based off the players that you have, do, you, do we need to make changes? Do we need to recruit new players? Do, do we you need have to? an A team? I think this always part of on any team, right? You know, you know, you talk about a standard, a you know, little normal curve of distribution. You always got superstars. You always got people who are on the other end. You got a lot of people in the middle. So we have that too at the county. I think if you look over the years since I've been with the county, you've seen some changes some some people kind of come and go and it's the base and jeff will be doing the same thing i'm sure mm -hmm. right you know some people i think some people may have already come and go i'm not sure mm -hmm. where you're at but i mean it's you, you're constantly doing that right and you're trying to cultivate the right people and you're trying to get the most you can out of everybody so i think we really do have good people you know uh by and large there's always some room for improvement there's always some performance plans you want to talk about but the biggest challenge we got in union guys and i've been in this job now for feels like a couple of decades, but I mean, I've been county supervisor for, I guess, six, seven and a half years, right? Six and a half years. So two years on council before that. Our biggest challenge in union is that we're not really united a lot of times. We're very siloed. We're, there's a lot of turf. There's a lot, what's in it for me, you know? With them. And, you know, challenging to trying to get people to come together to work for the good. And when we do things good and we got to win, you got to celebrate it, you know, as a community. You got to be willing to acknowledge that. You know, we've announced industry before. Uh, I remember when we did the Gestomp expansion, it was large, several hundred million dollars jobs, you know, somebody's like, well, we don't have a restaurant. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, no. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. We have to kind of we have to recognize that and be willing to work together. We spend a lot of time. We're too small. We're too poor, and we're too rural right. to be pushing against each other. We got to do the things that's right for all of us. Not right for me. Not right for you or, or Jack or Jill. It's got to right. be what's best, you know, for the community. So. Do you think that you know a lot of the folks that that um, you know the sentiment is that Union County is very negative. Right. It is negative. It's very a lot negative. Of a lot of negativity. And and to uh, TJ and Stacy's uh, credit, they created this uh, forum for us to be positive. So, like, what are the wins? What are the things that have been like the positives in your mind that have moved us forward? You know, in both cases for both of you. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you think. Cause you're new. He's got some stuff. I'm sure he's got some wins, <laughs> but he's been here for what two months now. Two months. But uh, you know, if you look back, some of the stuff that that I think we've done that's really benefited the community that we ought to celebrate. We had we brought Spartanburg Community College campus to Union. Mm-hmm. We worked with private industry to fund a mechatronics program to train kids so those that aren't going to go just to you know college and get a four year degree or two year can actually get a trade. That supports our manufacturing sector. That helps us grow from an economic development perspective. We recruited, worked with the delegation, twisted, pushed, begged, you know, borrowed and bit to get a nursing college here. That was a big deal, you know, to get an agreement from another four-year institution that's running a nursing program and working out the clinicals and all that kind of stuff to bring that to you. You know, so we now have that as something we've been talking about for. 15, 20 years, you know, USC Union was really almost dead on life support, Mm -hmm. but it's now one of the major drivers of economic development. We should be celebrating that. We put a system in place where any kid that finishes school in Union County can go to USC Union or or SCC Union tuition free. You know, does it? That's funded by your tax dollars. It doesn't cost us a lot of money because a lot of our kids qualify for Pell Grants and, you know, a lot of aid, but it kind of, it's aspirational. It says, if you want to go, you can go. We still don't have kids taking advantage of that. You know, when we graduate our, our seniors, about 40%, about 80 kids are not really doing that. We need to, as a community, think there's something wrong there, right? Culturally, what we're telling kids to value, that kind of stuff. We need mentors to help us work through that. A lot of rural counties in South Carolina lost their hospital system. You know, people take that for granted. Y'all, y'all realize this, there's a number of rural counties right now that do not have a hospital. They may have a little urgent care, but if you get an ambulance, you got to ride to another county. Mm-hmm. We worked a deal with Spartanburg Regional, put several million dollars into that deal to make it happen, got them to come in and take over. You know, a lot of people have said, from a negative standpoint, we don't have a new hospital yet, even though they bought building, you know, property up on the highway. Mm-hmm. We're no longer bleeding a million and a half dollars a month, you know, and accruing debt. Spartanburg Regional's taking that over and working to make it more efficient. That's a positive. We're working on a plan for a new school. Uh, we've recruited a lot of jobs. We've done a lot of infrastructure work, Highway 49, what, you know, but portions of 176, mm-hmm. five or 600 county roads, portions of 72. Fossil, mm-hmm. you know, say, well, the roads are bad. Yeah, the roads are bad, right? But it took us two or three decades to get them bad. It'll take us probably 10 or 15 years to dig out of it. But I think there's been a lot of progress. You know, we're starting economic development on Main Street. We're offering uh, some grants for specific specific targeted businesses that we need restaurants to support the college effort. So we're starting to see some activity there. I met with a developer uh, the other day just looking to do more type of uh, Applebee's type, but not Applebee's, but that kind of a concept on Main Street. So 
There's a lot of activity, you know, there's been a lot of progress, but there's a whole lot more to be done, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of work to be done, but there's a lot of stuff to celebrate too. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'll jump in and then I'll get your response. I'm in real estate. Um, we're a USDA area here. Uh, what is our plan to expand our housing infrastructure because we kind of have a shortage right now i mean once you start having a problem kind of. you know yeah. you know people waiting <laughs> to get into apartments then it's like okay where do they turn they leave right you know so what is our plan that so you're a real estate agent i am yeah, okay so big as yeah. you know big big need for single family housing in right. particular right now so we've met with probably I've probably met with a half a dozen developers over the last eight months, but we don't have a we don't have what we, I would consider a formal subdivision development. We don't, union, right? We, we got don't. a lot of 20, 25 year old product that's been out there. We don't have anything new, so we are very close. We're looking at public private partnership to bring in a company to do you know 100 to 200 housing, which will just completely kind of change the look in Union because right, right now there is no stop, right? So if companies come in and their employees want to live here. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to do a fixer-upper. You don't want to go buy something and do the renovation. You want a new... So we're looking at um, you know, basically housing development close to the city again because we need that infrastructure. We, we need sewer for lot sizes, but we want amenities. We want stick built and trying to look at you know, somewhere from the hundred and eighty dollars to $220,000 range, which is kind of Meeting. what our housing fees yeah. building study says is a sweet spot right yeah, now. It is. Yeah, it Three is. Three bedroom, two bath. What's, know, our, so. what's our timeline? I know I'm going to ask a little so too much. It's, it's, of course, there's some confidentiality there. I cannot disclose who we're working with. It sounds good. We're, we're, very, we're very close to getting some ink on some paper. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Okay. As a real estate agent, that's going to give you some product. Well, you know, hey. Let's <laughs> yeah, you know, talk about the people. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, no, that's great, guys. And um, no, that was just really one of my major concerns here. You know, our community, we, we put people in the houses. They stay for 30 years. That's right. You know, so then that's money in the city. city's performing well. And we can continue to expand and grow our infrastructure and become the real pearl of the upstate like we should be, right? That's right. And it's a multi-pronged mm -hmm. approach. You know, we want the stick built with the amenities. We're also talking to some folks for modular in a different area that's uh, still nice, but it's a different price point, maybe the 150 yep. you know, level. So... Our goal is to try to have you know, market value, workforce housing that supports yeah. not only the community, but all these amenities that everybody wants. It's all about rooftops, right? It is. How many rooftops you got, what's the community patterns. And mm -hmm. so hopefully as this happens, we'll start to get some of those other you know, amenities that we're looking for. Yeah, that's yeah, good. See, well you're working that way. I like that. That's good. And I, I honestly, in my opinion, that would be a, a plus on our end because Speaking from the youth or the younger, you know, generation, a lot of them do leave, you know, they do leave Union. Um, a lot of younger, the younger generation feel we're behind or, you know, we're, we're lagging and we haven't caught up. So I feel if, you know, if we can build in the housing department, you know, because if you go to some of these other cities, some of these other counties, a lot of their older houses, they kind of hide them. Mm, that's <laughs> the right. newer houses where you can that's see front them. and center. Yeah, yeah, front and center. And you know, with us, we don't have a lot of that. You know, so it'll help out. It'll help um, appearance wise. It'll help as far as um, you know, like you said, it's a lot of young families looking to buy houses. I know a few. Mm -hmm. You know, and 
they don't want to fix it up or they want a nice newer home. Modern. Yeah. Modern home. So we, we was in uh, Rocky Hill not too long ago and was riding down and we, we turned off and went down some back road. We saw a lot of houses just like you have, mm -hmm. but it was off in the cut. You would never knew it was there. When you go down Main Street or, or Rock Hill and Gaffney, places like that, you don't see that. When you go through Union, it's right there in your face. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, so, especially in the city area. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so what makes Spartanburg, Greenville, those counties different in housing with us? They have DPA programs. Uh, we know that based what's off... A, what's a DPA for the... Uh, down Payment Assistance Program, right? Okay. Um, right? So um, with the Down Payment Assistance Program, the city or county vouchers to say, hey, first come, first serve basis, we can give you up to $5,000, up to $5,000 on your closing costs, right? So it's an incentive to make residential our citizens stay here and buy locally right because mm -hmm. i mean we're not the based off the data that i saw like our average income what is it around like what 40s 50 thousands per household it's, you know? it's lower it's certainly lower, lower than surrounding county. County. Right. Don't have that number, but it's, it's low right so so when you when you it's almost kind of like a um what do they say like it's a barrier to entry Right. For right. someone trying to buy their first home because Over. they can't come up with the down payment yeah. uh, right out the gate. Right. So isn't FHA, you know this better than I do, but isn't FHA now pretty. 15 grand. 3.5% down. 3.5, is it still 3.5% down payment you yep. have to do? Yeah, okay. 3.5%. So what, what I was saying is it's, a, it's an opportunity to recruit as well. Um, we, if we offered that, we could pull other citizens from other surrounding counties because we do have nice things here we do have that exclusive in our county um you offer the down payment assistance program it's an incentive for home for people that are renting to now pay taxes that go to the city ultimately growing our capital and our revenue to improve our community right so we kind of have to help give them a helping hand right would that be something that you know I our council be looking I think at it's good to look at the only thing we have to be careful is you know through the whole housing deal you follow fannie and freddie and all that kind right. of stuff it got and this is going to sound weird but it got so easy to borrow money yeah. that we had a situation where people were buying homes that weren't ready to buy homes oh yeah messed right? up loans there's no down payment yeah. and you go in the home and you know the interest rates mm -hmm. low and, yeah, and what yeah. you're doing is you're setting people up Failure. Yes, you are. You're talking about the one that had the balloon rates. You get it yeah. for such now. There, there was some of that variable with the thing, but I mean, yep. the down payments were so low or zero down payments. There's yep. just a lot of people that went and bought homes that they really weren't ready yet financially to be able mm -hmm. to do it. So I do like Was that part have, of the predatory, predatory lending, though? That was also it, it part was, of that. It was part of that, but also the down, the down payment was so low, they enticed folks to come and right. buy homes that weren't ready to buy. So right. I, I do think folks need a little skin in the game. You know, if you're going to buy a home, and let's just say it's $200,000, mm -hmm. and you got to put down 3.5% to 7, mm -hmm. right. you really need to be in a position with the discipline to start saving some money to be able to do a down payment because when you buy a home it's not just like renting anymore right because yep. I, I got a few houses i rent yep. if the toilet stops up that's frank hard yep. if that, whatever I, you know, i'm a maintenance man right. but when you own a home it's not just the payment and the insurance and all that kind of stuff you got all the maintenance that goes along with it so people need a little skin in it because you don't yep. want to set them up where it's so easy to come in and get something that in three or four years, we, we rolled through a foreclosure. And we, yeah. we've talked about the lack of financial literacy That's with I mean, respect you know to life skills, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we teach kids everything else, but actually how to live and survive yeah. in the world. And that goes back right? to the school. It goes back to the education yeah. piece. So yeah. I did want to make sure we touched 
share barely on the his quick wins. What do you think you've you've seen has been the the positives that have happened in the past two months since you've been the, the sheriff? I think that the the positives are the relationships that 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 we have repaired uh, with you know with different with different agencies, different groups. Uh, you know, letting them know, and, and it, it all comes from being involved. And, and I've tried to actively be involved in as much as I can and, and have my, uh, have the sheriff's office employees, have them involved and, and doing positive things and, and let people know their actions are noticed by people, you know, and, and just keep that in mind. You actually represent myself and the department when you're out there and, and, and mending those bridges and, and making things better because uh, you can have nice houses and all this to live in, but first thing we got to do, and, I, and we're working real close with the school system too, we, our schools have to be top-notch. If, if our schools are productive, and then we have housing, like y'all talked about, and then you have law enforcement that's, that can handle the situation that we have and, and get our crime rates down, that influences people coming because that's, people want to know when they come into Union County, What's the crime rate? How's the education system? What's the housing market? Well, see, you know, that, that's where there's a lot of people that need to pitch in and help. Mm -hmm. It's not just one sector that can fix everything. I've mm -hmm. got to do my part. Frank will do his part. And, and then the community will do their part. You know, mm -hmm. and, but, that, but until we all work as one, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. you, you, can, you can make all the plans in the world, but until we get to where... I've got a commitment with Tamika that I'm going to help her with her projects and she's going to help me with mine and Frank do the same thing. You know, as long as we're at odds and we're just trying to worry about individual efforts, there's your problem. Yeah. It's got to be a team yeah. effort. And that, I think that's where we've come. And like I said, Frank and myself, we have had several meetings and we've actually covered a lot of different topics and it's all been positive, mm -hmm. but it's not a quick fix. We, we, he can't just go home and click a button and he fixes his part. I can't click a button and fix mine, right. but it's just going to take time and it's going to take the effort of a lot of people to, to work toward that common goal. Yeah. And the whole goal of mine is to make Union County a better place to live for people. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if I do my part and I can, I can get everybody else to you know, help me and I'll help them, then we can do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's there. I mean, we can do it. It's sort of like on, on two things I like to just get one of all, all churches, for, for instance. You have a million churches, you know, and union seems like. And it's like they all seek to do their own thing. And when they come together and say, look, we need to do the betterment for the people, we can get somewhere. And then even the housing, or men to me, we talked about, we all talked about on this, for our schools, okay, a literacy program. Okay, we still have, we have a community we call, and I'm going to just say this, I got to, right? you have what you call Chambertown. There's no town whatsoever, but it, it's been set up for years for them to get money, go spend money all outside of, out of town, you know. But until we go into our school system and change what we teach and, and, and we all come together as a people, do like, you know, Sparkler did it, they went down and they, just said, look, we're going to do away with places like that. And those people, most of them qualify for home ownership. Mm -hmm. But you got to teach them. You know, you t you, you're getting a $10,000, you know, a month, I mean, a year income tax. Now you got stimulus, that was another ten grand. But yet, where does it go? It feeds the little neighboring stores. You know, like, we want you to think you're a town, but you're not a town. You know, but when we as a county can fix those problems and, and look out for everybody, and like I said, it starts with the school, you know, what you're teaching them. 
you know, in how the teachers feel. I had teachers that taught me in elementary. Now I look back at their Facebook page and I see who they really are. I'm like, you was my teacher for 15 years. You know, I mean, you was a teacher for 15 years, teaching a lot of kids, but this is how you feel about the children that you was teaching. You know, and it's that type of thing that we have, not just in union, but nationwide, but we're talking about union. Like you said, why can't we, as a union, fix union? And that's some of the things that we have to have to do. We're going to have to hire the right teachers, mm -hmm. make sure they got the best interest. And then when it comes to the county, we got to make sure they're just not supplying the jail. You know, not just, the, you know, I had a cousin that was in jail. That guy called me for so much money. I'm like, you in jail, they're going to give you three houses in a car. What are you doing with all this money? Yeah. You know, like, come on, cuz, you call me every day, want money. It's like a, a well to where I had to cut him off. Mm -hmm. See, like, as soon as I cut him off, he got out of jail. And I'm like, I told him, I told him, as long as you keep spending money up there in that jail, you're going to stay there, you know? <laughs> but I'm just being real, I'm being honest, you know? Yeah. I, I got to be who I am, you know? But it's those type of things that we're going to have to do as a county so we can improve. So I'm like what Alan was talking about. You know, we have to start with the education system, make sure that they're learning at the high school, make sure the teachers teaching the program. Uh, the vocabulary, I mean, the vocational sector up there. I'm glad, like you said, you got Sparmer Tech. Tell me, you know, they got the, the, the mechatronics. SCC. Sparmer Community College. Sparmer Community College. See, I'm old school. Yeah. Sparmer Tech. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I started there. And then you have the USC Union, which is good. So we can just kind of build off that. Yeah. Um, no, completely agree. I completely agree. Look, guys. Uh, grew up here in Union. Born and raised. Right? Came back. Been all around the country. Why did I come back? Because we have something unique here. Um, the name of our town is Union, but we are not unified. Huh? How, how ironic is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... I agree. I agree with the uh, the division that's in place. Um, we do have some infrastructure improvements that we need to make. Uh, we have the right personnel, and we continue to recruit the right personnel to do these jobs. We struggle with changing a culture and a mindset. Uh, we've created new media outlets to start talking about this, such as Union This Time We Talk, and we have leaders that are in place that are wanting to come on and engage and voice that. Now, people people may have a completely different view now of you two guys just like when they saw us on the show what, what, what they thought we was coming off we coming to bash people nothing no we're coming to establish a dialogue to open communication to bridge those gaps right to ultimately benefit union because it's time we had this talk and, and that's what we're doing now right so you know i know carlos had a couple of questions that he wanted to ask you know no, my, one of my questions is like what do you two generally because you two are definitely leaders in our community what do you feel like you generally personally need to do to kind of like, because a lot of people do follow what you say and, and they believe in you. You generally have a lot of power right now in this community. What do you feel like you need to do to, you know, to kind of like rally you and make it one again? Yeah, uh, it's like I said, I need to be seen more. I need to be I need to be involved in a lot of different it, it, as much as you can you know you, trust me, you got to have a family life too yeah. right. you know you got to be able to separate your job from your family you know you, you've got to have that family time so you know this the job I have and he has will consume your whole world your whole mm -hmm. life and so you have to cut that time out for your family and for worship and, and what we do 
but the time that you have, you need to spend it doing doing the things and being seen. You know, like little league. I was always involved in little league and 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 work with kids and. And, and programs like that. So the more that I can be out there and I encourage people that work with the sheriff's office to be out there, be seen, be seen in social media in a positive light, not negative, mm-hmm. then, then that's going to help move forward to, it, it's all about leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, we can sit here and come up with all the answers in the world tonight, but until the leaders of the Union County and the community and, and such as Frank and myself, until we step up and we decide we're going to do the right thing and we're going to stand on our morals and our principles and do the right thing, then we, we're still going to, going to get kicked back. Mm-hmm. So until you decide you're going to do that, and, and that's where I feel like I'm at with, with what I do. I'm going to be honest with you. If it's not right, I'll tell you it's not right. But that's, that's, that's communication. Mm-hmm. If it's not right, I'll tell you. And then you tell me what you think. But that's, that's how we fix it. We can't fix it by me just saying, well, I don't like what Alex thinks, and he don't like what I think, so we just ain't gonna talk. Yeah, right. Well, you, you're not getting anywhere. Uh-huh. So tell me, if, if, you're, if you've got an issue, you've got to bring it to me. I cannot address it unless I have, I have it in front of me. So, and I'm willing to do that. I will, I will confront any problems, talk about anything. I don't, I don't mind doing that. I want, to, I want, at the end of this, you know, just say, you know, eight, 12, 20 years from now, I want Union to be a whole lot better place because mm-hmm. We've always been known for negative and, and negative things that go on. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's part of my job and part of Frank's job is to stay out of the newspaper with the, with the negative. Mm-hmm. And it's like I told, I, I told the, the night of the election, I told the, uh, the lady from Channel 7. You know, she interviewed me and she asked me a couple of questions. They said, another. I said, let me ask you a question. And it was really just caught her off guard. I said, so you want to always come down here and you want to report everything bad about the Union County. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come report the good stuff? So if you want to talk to me about the bad, you got to come do the good. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the you know they came and did the ice cream deal that we had started. They they came down and covered that. You know, Channel Seven did. Mm-hmm. They're coming Thursday for a kid up at you know at Jonesville who saved his autistic brother. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 coming here to cover that. So those are the things that we have to do. We have to we have to let kids know there's positive out there, and we're working with them. And we need to let the adults know, teenagers. We need to let everybody in Union County know that you can trust us and you can trust what we're doing as leaders, as y'all are leaders, as I'm a leader, as frankly, until the people trust us, then we're not going anywhere. But if they trust us, we can move mountains. There you go, I like that. Well, before you, you, you answer, J. Rock Smith says, Kelton has low crime rate, uh, build us a community center, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the pleasure. Um, I have a, a quick question. Um, <laughs> As far as how you, um, how you said um, you've built that that bridge with the other agencies, I think a lot of people don't really understand how important that is because um, with law enforcement, you have to build a bridge with mental health. You mm-hmm. have to build that bridge with the DSS, with the children. Um, it's, it's multiple, you know, DJJ, um, you have all these other agencies around here that you have to build that bridge with. And I know that Union has been known to have a drug problem here, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And we talked about it, I think, before, where we were like, you know, when we grew up, we had the D.A.R.E. program and and Mm -hmm. all of that. Like, um, and you have your SRO officers, your school resource officers. Um, How can you kind of implement the drug education 
um, in school because a lot of it starts in school. Um, a lot of it starts at home. Um, and if you could put a gap on it a little bit, maybe in school, maybe that, you know, help a little bit with the drug problem. And as like, at, there's a drug problem, there's a mental health problem with our youth that we don't really face. Right. And um, I just wonder how, like, is there any way we could, the community, law enforcement, you know, where can we well, fix that? You know, the, the SROs, they, they have a captured audience, that, you know, with the kids. They, they can spend time with them and, and, and gain the respect of those kids, especially our younger kids. And I've, I've visited the schools, and I've still got some that I've got to visit, but I've actually seen the SROs at, at work, and, and they're doing a good job because I told them, I said, you need to have relationships with those kids because they can they can give you information that might prevent a school shooting or, or prevent something from going on because if they trust you they'll tell you so you know build that relationship with those with those kids and and educate them on you know don't don't just walk around and, and just talk to them you know they've got times at the school where they can actually go in and teach classes and i'm actually uh three days in, in the next week or so i'm gonna be at monarch along with captain wright and we're going to be talking to these kids about drugs and, and just staying on the right path. You know, I spoke to the soccer team at Union High School the other day, the JV and varsity soccer team. I love to speak. I want to be invited to speak to these kids because that, that's, that's a platform that we need to take advantage of, all of us. You know, we need, to, we need to get the word out to them. But then what we've got to understand, too, is the drug problem that we have in Union, you're not going to completely eradicate that drug problem. But at this point in time, and then this is something that we've discussed today at a, at a meeting, right now you, you have to look at risk and reward. The risk is so low compared to the reward of dealing with drugs, you know? So that, that's, and, and it's killing our young people. It is, it is you, there's, there's people out there that's just zombies, you know? And, and it's because, it's not that they weren't educated, but well, number one, their, their parents probably didn't, didn't try to tell them. You know, it starts at home. You got, you got to. You, the parents have got to take take responsibility and let their kids know this is not a good path. You got that. You got to be involved in your church, along with your SROs. But the the community's got to be ready. You know, if we're going to stop this drug problem, it, it can't just be a couple of narcotics agents going to stop the whole problem. It's going to take the community getting fed up and saying you're killing our youth, you're killing the future of this country. And when they get fed up and they say, okay, let's all work together. Here we go. We've got to work together again, bring it all together. We can, we can stop a lot of it. But Union County has been on an island for a long time. We, we have been on an island when it comes to accepting help from other people. Don't give me your cell phone number and tell me you'll help me if you don't want me to call you. Because I'm going to call you. I'm going to take every asset, every resource I can to fight the drug problem, to fight crime, uh, property thefts, anything that we can do. I don't mind asking anybody for help. And that's what we're going to do. But I need the help of the community. When the community will step up and will help, we can stop a lot of the problems we got here. And once we do that, it'll move right on into stuff that Frank can handle. You know, as far as... Three officers right now in narcotics between the city and the county, right? Right. Three mm -hmm. total. So that's not a lot of guys, right, to mm -hmm. cover. So it, it does take the whole community. When you look at... You know, we kind of revamped drug and alcohol. That's an agency where we get federal and state funding to provide treatment and prevention. We have a great prevention coordinator. She's done very good going out and getting grants. We just started a strengthening family program. We're having a hard time finding people to come in and mentor and work with those people. So it is going to, it's going to take 
people are going to have to step up and it's going to have to be important to the community. Three guys and you are not going to fix the drug problem in Union County. I mean, it's just not going to work. What's the qualification of those people that you're talking about needing for us helping with that drug problem? Probably, I, I think it requires a background check, but I can I can put you in. Mary uh, Tolleson is the director for that. I can put yeah. you in contact with her and she can she can work you through that. But we'd love to have some people that are willing to help with that. Mm -hmm. And you know, that led me to that. But uh, another question, like, and that's this for everybody. How can we as a community, as community leaders, like how can we recruit more mentors, more community leaders, civil community leaders? Like what, I mean, like my husband, he, he tried, he, he goes above and beyond and I'm right behind him, you know, trying to mentor, be a community leader, help out any way we can, but we don't see a whole lot of other people. And sometimes you feel like it's kind of like church, right? 20% of people do 80% of the work. It's kind of like how do you inspire people to step up? Because yeah. one family, like he said, family time, there's a limit, right, as to what you can do. So, but if everybody comes in and, and does a little bit of lifting, mm -hmm. we don't really kill anybody. So that, that's what it's going to take. And I don't, I'm not sure how you get people to step up. You know, I talked to probably, I probably feel 20 calls a day, okay? Just from citizens about various issues. Folks are very quick to point out a problem. They'll call you, they'll call him in a heartbeat. We, we all know what problems are, right? We got a drug problem in it, yeah. Do we have, uh, do we have run down dilapidated properties we need to clean up? Yeah, do we need more quality stuff? Yeah, but nobody ever really calls with a solution or wants to help to do anything. You know, I, you point out problems all, that's easy. We can sit here and make a list tonight till midnight, right? But finding that we had a discussion today, like Jeff said, risk versus reward with drugs. We have a problem with the criminal justice system, you know, because it's slow, it's inefficient. We got 30 people sitting to jail, which is half of our capacity that aren't eligible to be bonded out, but we're not getting through court, you know, because of COVID and just some of the inefficiencies with court. So those are hard problems that we had a discussion on mental health the other week. You know, the hospital's getting backlogged because everybody picks up these folks who often are on drugs and they, you know, that is a behavioral issue. They kind of get dumped at the ER. Well, when they're handling them, your family member has a heart attack, they're tied up, right? So, because you only have so many people. So, just, I haven't found a lot of these things to be easy fixes. It's just hard stuff. And it's going to take everybody putting their brain power together and working. Do, do you guys, would you guys be willing to, because we talked about communication. And I think what happens is, is you know, the word and the information is just not getting to everybody. Yeah. So, you know, Alex talked about the mediums, you know, we got the podcast, we have what, Union County News, we got Channel 7, WBCU. we got WBCU, uh, information still is not getting to the bulk of the population about some of the things that are good that are mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I guess my challenge or your, my ask to you is within the platform that you have, maybe it's Facebook, you know, whatever it is, uh, maybe every every week or something give the quick wins or something that people yeah. can latch on to mm -hmm. because you, you don't have a public affairs person right for the county we don't have that so you don't have that voice that's talking about hey these are all the good things that are going on in Union county and even though there are a lot of great things going yeah. on it's not a cohesive message mm -hmm. so and, and i say that with my military hat on because every single unit that we have at a certain level has a public affairs team <laughs> so the messaging goes out, you know, the way 
that it should. So I would ask you, and even the council members, mm -hmm. tell me what are the three things that have gone well for this week or this month or whatever. And it probably needs to be a weekly update. Yeah. So a message from council member, message from the sheriff, message from the county supervisor. And then I'm looking for that now. I'm looking for, oh, yeah. hey, I didn't even know this was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, mean, I love, because you, you're exactly right. The normal channels, right? Uh, they don't work that well. I mean, there's a certain segment of folks that work, but I just found there's a lot of people that don't pay attention to social media or radio or newspaper or whatever else. So mm -hmm. I would love to have, and, and I think it would benefit the sheriff, you know, if we had, even if it were a hundred people, you know, in Union County, spread throughout the county into different communities and churches that were part of, you know, we don't have a PR team, as you said, but if we had folks who were willing to take that information and then go out and kind of be an ambassador in the community and say what's going on, that would be very helpful to me. So, and then also to feed information back. You so know. you say union ambassador. I think I met just at a meeting one time. I said, we don't have any ambassadors. Right. Can we get some t-shirts made? Union ambassador, and then and then people and then people wear them, and then they, you know, maybe the area of expertise that they have, maybe it's drugs, maybe mm -hmm. it's whatever. I'm a union ambassador, and if you had a question about drugs, come to me. I'll mm -hmm. help you. And then now I got a person that I can see walking around. Oh, I got a question about this. So I now I got a physical if, person. If, they said a bit ago, if we can find the people. Because a lot of people take a shirt, right? They say, but but they shirt. but they need to be credentialed or need to have some yeah, sort they need of to be willing to, willingness to, to do, do their part and be an ambassador. In the right, yeah. and then they could be deputy ambassadors or you know whatever it is that you think we we need in the community. Sports ambassador, you know, recreational ambassador, you know, all the stuff that people say are problems. Right. Well, here are all the people that are concerned about this particular thing, and then if you had a big meeting. And everybody wears their shirt and everything that you're concerned about okay if you're on the drug team we need you to go over here <laughs> we could do that at the fairgrounds if you're on the the housing team go over here so now we're starting to fix problems because this is your top concern but it's not always the same people talking about it now we need you to do something about it and coming out of that group and i think it would it would really show a difference in the community i got my t-shirt this is what I'm my primary concern. I'm showing up to that meeting. You know? Mm -hmm. it, it's a way to get out there. That's a great concept. We did that with Milligan. He he would just actually when I worked for Milligan a long time, he would just give you a little sticker and you would put it on how many days you went without even a little accident. So like you said, as an ambassador, not so much of the negative stuff, just tell what's good. We we went we had zero homicide this week. Mm -hmm. Now people looking like, hey, put them guns down. We ain't trying to help. We ain't trying to make the news again. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. on a positive type. Mm -hmm. You know, we had the, the domestic violence cases went down. Yeah. Uh, the drug overdoses went down this week. And mm -hmm. people start paying attention. Mm -hmm. I, uh, good. I, 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 I like that. Love, though, you know, when, when yeah. negativity is on Facebook, I can't tell you how many people will come to me, because I don't look at Facebook a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But they'll come to me and say, you ain't believe what they're talking about on Facebook. Here's what they said. Here's what they said. And I just started looking at people and saying, what'd you say anything about it? Did you, put, did you correct it? Mm -hmm. All right. They'll turn around and run the yeah, direction. Right. But we got to kind of step up as a community and not just let People just run up, because you, you mentioned a minute ago, folks, or one of you guys did, folks see this stuff when they're looking at the community. we got to step up. we got to take a little pride in our community. We've got to be willing to tell the truth. So many people just, I don't want to get involved. 
mm-hmm. on cruise on the radar. Mm-hmm. I know like Tamika was saying something about a PR team. Is it is it possible to get that PR team here just to kind of spread that the spread the good news because I'm I'm one of those people, of course I try to keep up with things that's going on, but I don't watch a lot of the news because a lot of the news pretty much is just negative. It was all mm-hmm. my teacher always told me if it bleeds, it leaves. So it's always gonna be negative <laughs> stuff. And people watch it so much that they get wired to, like you said, when you get those phone calls, it's always something negative. It's mm-hmm. because people watch the news so much, they get wired to just think negative all the time. So if we did get that PR team to kind of spread the good news, I think that will help. I, I don't know what the budget is, but maybe that will help create another opportunity for someone to create more jobs in some kind of way. I don't know what the budget will be. And there but, might even be an opportunity for an intern to, to work. Right. You know, possibility if there's a volunteer students that are in that communication the side yeah. that are a USC union, maybe they help you volunteer and and become that PR team for the county uh, and the sheriff department. They work in the different areas where you guys need mm-hmm. your messaging promoted. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, union time we talk we try to do a good job yeah, of promoting sure. the positive things that are coming out. Yeah. And, and whatever things that we're involved in, we're trying to promote those things that are positive in Union County. So anything that I'm touching, I'm, I'm sharing that information, I'm pushing that information. And those audiences, you know, you don't even think about your influence, but you probably have a five to 600 person influence by yourself. Everybody does. Right, every single person. So as we, if we're all doing it collectively, you know, like what Carlos is saying, a PR team, Get them on board. Absolutely. That's a kind of like the Good News Club type thing. <laughs> I like it. Yes. 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 A Good News Club. You mean the time we talk? I like it. The Good News Club. So, the Union Good News Union Club. Club. You know? Tell you what, them guys, and like the things that we talk about, we always try to be good. The things that I was talking about, there's nothing you guys ever done. You didn't build. The projects that goes deep, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is what we can do, as you said, and I like. I love what you said about protecting your, your when you got elected. I love what you said about protecting your witnesses. I also love the fact that hey, we can pull all these problems. Let's come together and fix them. Like what Tamika said, hey, the good news club, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that. So mm-hmm. you guys don't think for one minute we're bashing or trying to put some off on mm-hmm. either one of you guys because. I think you're doing a good job at what you're yeah. doing, and I, and that thing we can do to help you, even like Tamika, Alex, all of us. If we can't help you, if we're gonna hurt you, we we won't even try to even talk to you. Mm-hmm. So we just want to have that avenue to where we can uh, work positively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like this: if you take this, this room right here, I consider everybody here a leader, because that's that's what we are. We where we would be here if we weren't leaders. But I, I tell people all the time. Leaders produce leaders. They don't produce mm-hmm. followers. Okay, mm-hmm. anybody can be a follower, but if you're a good leader, then you're producing more leaders. Mm-hmm. That's that's what mm-hmm. we have to have. So it's up to me to produce ten more leaders. You know, and, and Frank, mm-hmm. Tim, and 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 you all do do your part. So if, if if we all push in the same direction and trying to you know to to recruit good leadership, mm-hmm. that's that's gonna go a long way in Union County. And and but we got we got to start somewhere, and we can't mm-hmm. let off the gas. We just got to continue. So that's why we have to be seen and, and talk to these kids in schools and talk to them at Little League Fields when COVID lifts or whatever. I mean, if this group right here could just go to, to the stadium and have a, a field day or something and, and speak to all the kids and let the parents know it's your responsibility too. You've got to help us. We can't save your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, to, I have to raise my children and you have to raise yours. 
but but I can assist you in, in raising and I and you can assist me. That's what we need to get across. It takes a village. There's help. It takes a village. Yeah. There's help out there for the for the single parent. You know, mm-hmm. it, you I've I've run across a lot of kids in my time who was a single parent. You know, had a single parent, but they did it the right way. They they still had their values. They took them to church. They do what and and they do very well. And so. You know, I, I, I don't see being a single parent a, a, a crutch. I see it as being, that's usually a leader, a positive person, because they're, they're doing it. They're taking care of their kids. They're taking care of what they love, you know? Mm-hmm. And so once we all decide to do that, then and we can all move forward. It's not impossible to do. We just have to decide we're going to do it, and we're going to have to get things moving forward and stick together. Mm-hmm. So can we maybe go around the horn and, and commit to one thing that we're going to do that's different? <laughs> that we are going to do to make a positive change in the community. I want everybody to come yeah, up with Yeah, I want everybody to come up with something. We, I'll start. So I know uh, I'm going to commit to you to help uh, finding ambassadors to do those things to help volunteer in the community. So I just need to know if we can maybe create that program. And, and, and anybody who's a naysayer, Need not apply. <laughs> okay. That's no negative Nancy's. Right. No negative Nancy's. And follow up. And the same thing with you, Sheriff. You know, ambassadors that can help uh, spread that good news and talk about actual positive change. You know, it's it's about we don't want to hear all the negative any, negativity anymore. So I'm committed to you guys to do that. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'm going to continue my efforts that I'm already doing right now and continue putting our residents into homes and continue uh, retaining our citizens. Um, now that you've given me some insight, you've given me something to you know, engage people in conversation with about the potential possibilities of Union County. Um, what I would like from you guys is to continue to have those channels of communication open. Um, I'll be in contact uh, with some other things that we discuss here from this podcast. Uh, I believe that we have a path forward. We share the same vision. And um, we have the talent around us. We just got to start putting those pieces together and deploying them, right? You know, mm-hmm. so that's mine, real estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Me, um, with the baseball program, the church, whatever, I'm committed to teach uh, the children, the coaches, to make sure that they're doing positive things uh, when they take those uh, coaching jobs, make sure that they're going to be a a positive influence to the children because they reach a lot of kids. And you know me, being with Little League or being with the baseball program, I can be there, but I tell the coaches, they get a better relationship with the kids. So I'm committed to make sure that those coaches uh, teach all the little children uh, to to stand by their pledges. I love God, I love my country, I will play fair. And we don't lose, I'm always gonna do my best. And hopefully that will, uh, creating them children to follow their pledge throughout their whole lifetime, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to commit to mentorship of the youth. Um, I plan on, you know, stepping out there with some extra children. I have children of my own, but I'd like to um, step out, reach out to some children that need it um, in a positive light, teaching them things like gardening, um, maybe taking some children fishing when they would never have the opportunity um, teaching them cooking, you know, how to cook, maybe even sewing and you know, mm-hmm. just those things that they may not get if I can offer it to them. And it, it piques their interest and shows that shows these the youth that there's other things out, of, out here in the world rather than, you know, the negative. Mm-hmm. So if I could if I could 
help, uh, help teach, you know, just help whoever. Any any child I can come across, I'm gonna commit to that. I think I would I would like to use my platform, you know, to kind of show kids like the in and outs of like working in the media as far as like I would like to donate my time to show them how to like edit the audio or work the footage and maybe even, you know, in some way possible do something maybe like once a month because I do move around a lot shooting interviews. Um, probably try to do like a monthly section on my platform where I have a few kids, you know, have them sit down and, and, and have their own like monthly talk show and uh, just let them have it and put it on my platform so parents can watch it. And because being in the media, that may be something they might fall in love with. Mm -hmm. And you know, they if I show them the positive side of it, maybe that's something they'll get into. That way, when they if they do get into it, it's not always about spreading negative news. So if we can get them at a young, early age and show them like the positive side of working in the media, I feel like that'll help going forward and help them uh, put a brighter um, look on you as well. Mm -hmm. My commitment is, is I want to commit to the to the citizens of the union first and foremost that I want to commit my abilities to inform the communities and help them uh, work and trust the sheriff's office. That's that's what we really need. I want to make that commitment to let the people know that this is serious business for everybody involved and that, that we're going to do our best. And I'm going to commit to holding people accountable for their actions. And I want them to know that because that's very important this day and time making them accountable for what they do and and try to recruit those people and it's in a positive light to start with and then once we do that i think we can move forward with the sheriff's office and, and, and that's going to help our community if we get better better vibes from people better feelings you know that they're we're really there really to assist you we're, you know we're not not here to hurt we're here to assist and i think that's going to be a, a major deal but also i want to commit to the to every one of you Anybody, any of your programs that you have, that you come up with, Carlos, yours, that you were just talking about, your platform, Anastasia, any of those, Alex, to make it, whatever you need from me, call me, please. I'd love to talk. If you get a, uh, if you get a captive audience, I will be a part of it, okay? I want to talk to them, and I want it to be positive. I don't want any negative. I want it to be positive. Tell them what we can do if we work together and what we can do to, to try to keep them on that narrow path, that straight path. You know, as long as, long as a child has a goal, then he'll, he'll, he'll be able to stay on that path. But just like as a child myself, when I was, when I was younger, I always feared disappointing my family. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever want to disappoint my family. And so I'm not saying I didn't do anything wrong, but I was more cautious because I, I didn't want my grandmother to be hurt by me or my mother or my mm -hmm. father to be hurt. And, and so that's something we need to let these kids know. If, you, if, if, if TJ's working with a kid, and he, he realizes that TJ loves me and he's going to try to take care of me, he's going to help me, he's going to be less likely to let you down. Mm -hmm. And that's where we all need to move. We need to move in that direction and bring these kids under our wings and let them know that they're loved. You got to, a lot of kids don't know they're loved. Mm -hmm. If these kids know they're loved, then we can, we can bring them together and they'll be the leaders of tomorrow. And I think that's where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll commit, if, if folks in the community, like you're talking about the ambassador program, I'm delighted to have people come to me with solutions instead of problems. I'll commit to support you. I will tell you, the first question I'm going to ask you, though, is, is someone else in the community already trying to fill this role, and can you partner with them? Mm -hmm. You know, because 
we need to do that because mm -hmm. we're you know we don't have the resources to replicate and duplicate right. so right but uh i will support you and I'll, I'll help you get in the right direction to make it happen i love to have people bring mm -hmm. solutions so uh, you mentioned your thing which is great i call 4-h on that just because you could really help them expand their scope in terms of diversity and they got programs for kids that you know from cooking to media to air you know uh, aerospace to real estate and business to you know just about whatever you want to do so you know it might be a platform you can plug into mm -hmm. anything you had on there that we missed and we didn't get to talk about that you guys want to talk about before we you know, close it up like uh going on with union county i i think that's I think that's pretty well covered. I appreciate you guys doing this. You know, it is important. And I want y'all to know, and I think the sheriff will agree, we're, there's no problem with talking about issues. We know everything's not perfect, you know, and there are problems, and, and it's fine to talk about problems. We're not trying to, you know, when we say good news club, it's not like trying to do this and just look and say everything's wonderful. We'll talk about problems, but we need, to, we need folks who are willing to come together to help find solutions to the problems, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's what I'm looking for, and I'm willing to roll up my sleeves, and, and I know you are mm -hmm. too, and go to work, because I'm not doing this, and, and, I, and I know he's not doing this to get rich, right? We're, we, we decided to do this and to step away from our families and normal life, I'll be honest with you, what I'll call normal life and existence, mm -hmm. because we wanted to make a difference in union. You know, mm -hmm. I went in Walmart the other day. This is one good side effect of a mask. I didn't have anybody ask me about a road or a dog. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we, we did this because we want to make a difference. So I want y'all to help us make a difference. All right. All right. Is that it? I think I, we're, we talked an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> the time went by fast. <laughs> well, we want to thank you gentlemen for joining us again today. Like I said, for me personally, this was great because before we even started doing this platform, like I said, during election time, like I would walk into the ballot and I didn't know who I was voting for. So this gives me a chance to, you know, get to know you gentlemen a lot better. So for me personally, especially a lot of people in the community as well, this is an opportunity for them to, to see, you know, how masculine they can you know, see, hear your voice, and let them know that you gentlemen are involved in the community, let you know that you're not, the, the, the issues that we have aren't just going unanswered. So I really want to thank you gentlemen for that. If anybody watching this interview, you didn't get a chance to watch it live, be sure you, you can go back and watch it on, listen to it on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, and also on my website, carloskcmith.com. So until next time, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Union is Time We Talk, Season 2. Thank you for listening. All right.